Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're going to be doing things a little differently on the podcast today where I am doing a live periscope of this podcast, and I'm going to do my best to answer all of your questions and comments and all of that fun stuff. We're going to make it fun, and I'm going to try to do this more often. I know that a lot of you have been asking about it, and I know a lot of you enjoy it, so we're going to do that right here. I want to start, though, with the Arkansas Razorback football team and the discussion we had yesterday about the difference between recruiting and having Chad Morris, who is a great recruiter, and his staff, he seems like they're great recruiters, at least from the standard of what Arkansas football has been. But I also wanted to dive into how the evaluation and the development of these players is something I feel like is not, I wouldn't say getting overlooked, but I would certainly say that it's been something that doesn't get talked about enough, uh, especially dealing with all the things that not only has been going on through the perspective of what, what, for instance, last year, it's hard to tell who developed because you had nothing but new players there. You had nothing but players that either didn't buy in or weren't really suited or fit the style and philosophy that Chad Morris was trying to run. You had guys that obviously knew how to play the game of football, but just weren't to the talent level as, say, the rest of the SEC and some of the talent that they had. So either way, uh, it was always interesting to see how players got better over the course of the season last year. And I didn't really see any of that. I don't think any of you saw any of that. So now it becomes, what do you need to see this year to show actual true development from this team? And seeing if they're actually not only developing, but if this coaching staff has been able to evaluate talent. And evaluating that talent to where these incoming freshmen that were so highly regarded were the guys that you really went after to say, hey, these are the guys we want to go with. These are the guys that we want on our team. So let's make sure we get on on campus. All right, that's great, but did you evaluate that type of talent correctly coming out of high school or the JUCO ranks or wherever it was? So I feel like that's something that we're going to have to see this year more so than anything because, yeah, the wins and losses is really what it comes down to. The way that this team performs in games even that they lose, how, you know, is the effort still there? Is the fourth quarter still late in the game? Are they still at least putting forth – the effort that they need to put forth you know some of the small things like that I feel like is something that may be overlooked a little bit and also here's kind of how I put it and I don't know how most of you feel about this but here's how I put it if you're Arkansas what you want to do it sounds sad to say it this way but it's factual what you want to do is you want to be in a position where every single game that you play whether you win or lose but especially in this case if you lose You don't want to have it to where the other team is bringing in their reserves. I think that's kind of a fair assessment of where you need to be at. You're not not going to just be bringing in guys that need a breather or something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you're going up against an opponent like LSU, for instance, you don't want to see the second stringers come all the way in in the fourth quarter. If you're going up against Bama, you don't want to see the reserve guys that are just needing to get some game experience and some playing time coming in. Those are the things you don't want this season. And I think that Arkansas, even though they 
still are not picked to finish high, and I don't think they'll finish very high. I don't think they're going to wow the world with their ability this year. I think the progression can be made. But those are the types of things that they need to do this year to show me that they're going in the right direction is just trying to do something as simple as not get, first off, not getting blown out in games you lose. But second off, when you are losing in those games or when you enter in the fourth quarter, you know it's going to be a tough comeback to not mail it in. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. And don't make it so painfully obvious. Because it's one thing to lose, but it's a whole other thing to lose the way that this team lost almost every single game last year. Where the final two games against Mississippi State and Missouri, my goodness, could you have ended a season more pathetic than that? I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else that did that. So, I say all that to go back to my original point of as far as evaluation and development. These are going to be the times where we see, okay, you can recruit. It's great, Chad Morris, but what about when they get on campus? What about the guys that made it on campus that you had from last season that were true freshmen that got playing time? How much better are they this year? Guys like a bumper pool. He got a lot of run last year, got a lot of playing time. Dre Greenlaw's gone. How much better is he going to be this year? What about some guys that were in the position like at running back? How much better is Chase Hayden or Dev Waleway or Rakeem Boyd going to be since they had to battle that injury? How much better are they going to be? What about the wide receivers? I know you got some true freshmen coming in, but what a guy like Michael Woods? Michael Woods got a lot of playing time. He got a lot of run last year. Looked pretty good. How much better is he going to be this season? These are the things that I'm referring to. So it's a matter of if you're Chad Morris and you're trying to put this all together somehow, some way, you got to make it fit to not only the type of team and philosophy that you're wanting, but you're also wanting it to fit into where you can show the fan base and show everybody that you are the right coach for the job and that you are going in the right direction. It's easier said than done. It's it's not going to be an overnight process. I don't think anybody, at least in their right mind, should be expecting Arkansas to make it to that next level of competitiveness and I'm saying like win eight games this year I think is kind of out of the realm of possibility it'd be great uh I think everybody would celebrate over that at least I hope you would but that that's not going to happen all in one night it's not going to happen as simple and as quickly as that so it's going to come down to what can you show not necessarily what you can prove but what can you show how do you show it how does this team not only be better, but look better from game one to game 12. Portland State, we don't know what we're going to see. But you know what I hope to see? A completely different and better team at game 12 against Missouri than what you saw in game one against Portland State. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think that that's too much to really expect. But... That's the position you find yourself in right now as a Razorback fan. You're having to just find ways to find positive things and find progress and find development. And unfortunately, that's all you have to really hold on to and hope for. So, But that's really what I had to say say in the, in the start of it. And uh, I know that we're starting to get some more people joining in as well here too. So if you have any questions or comments, please let me know. Assuming that I can see them, I don't know. My periscope's been acting up. Uh, I saw, I see people that have been joining, but uh, for some reason the comments haven't been really showing up for me yet 
today. So if I don't have them show up, then I'm just going to keep talking to myself and I'll have to go back and look at the comments after the broadcast is put up. And I guess I'll just have to answer them from then. But uh, either way, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to really get to this point in time in the season too, where Arkansas is still not being talked about, not being respected, nor should they. I'm, I don't think that there's any reason why, you know, people should, say no 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 you should respect Arkansas to to do this or to do that I don't think it's you're not in that position right now you're in a position to where you need to lie low don't come out talking trash and don't come out and saying things that you have no idea what you're talking about you know keep it keep it simple you are locked on Razorbacks your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast Colton, who starts week two versus Ole Miss, Hicks or Starkle, or who would you like to see? I think Starkle's, or excuse me, I think Hicks is going to start game two. I feel like game three or four will be Nick Starkle. Now, let me explain to you my thought process behind this. Ben Hicks will have more experience with the team because he went through spring practice. Nick Starkle didn't. He will have more experience with Chad Morris, just be honest, about him being under him at SMU, knowing the offense, knowing how things need to be done there. He'll have more experience there. And I think that in game one, that's going to be very valuable. But the reason I think Nick Stark will take over is because, listen, I, I think Ben Hicks is capable. But you don't bring in Nick Starkle to not to have him ride the bench for a year. And you don't bring in a guy like Nick Starkle who's got legitimate SEC experience against prime competition to ride the bench. So I think that Hicks will get everything kind of started, make sure everything goes according to plan. And then once Starkle gets the hang of everything, gets the chemistry down and, and all that, then I think he'll play and he'll uh, come in later. I think it'd be great to have him come in against Texas A&M. I mean, how epic of a moment would that be? for Nick Starkle to have his coming out party against Texas A&M where he does really well. Could you imagine even if they won? Like what storyline that would be if Nick Starkle was able to beat his former team, Texas A&M, not only on his arm, but on the ability to run the ball with Rakeem Boyd. I mean, that's, that's, that's storybook type stuff. So, I mean, I think that, I think that would be great. I think that would be great. But I think, again, Ben Hicks starts game one. Game two, maybe game three, but Starkle's going to come in mid part of the season, early to mid part of the season. Because again, I think that he's the better quarterback, talent wise. Talent wise, I think that Hicks is capable, but when it comes down to it, it's really about you know who's who's more capable, who's going to be more talented, who's going to lead you to more victories, who's got the better arm. Which, for all intents and purposes, sounds like it's going to be Nick Starkle. So, I, I like him to do it as well. So. Seems like everybody always wants to talk about the quarterback too, so which I think is funny that they want to do that. But either way, sorry, my dog is uh, is doing that. Here's, by the way, here's here's my dog. For those of you who uh, who care or not care, I'm just trying to. I don't know. He's been really uh, needy today, so I'm just kind of been hanging out with him. His name's Rowdy. For those of you who haven't met him, uh, not that this was awkward or anything. That I'm doing a podcast in the middle of. Uh, my dog hanging out with me, but a lot of you are dog people. So, which is great because he's a pretty good dog. But anyways, I just wanted to show him off for you all to, 
make sure that you uh, knew how awesome my dog actually is. And I'm going to attempt to try to put him down without him completely scratching me or ruining my life right now. So just be careful. Whew. All right. We made it. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Okay, sorry about that. Anyways, uh, the other topic that was being brought up was, of course, with, uh, with the wide receivers and the new guys coming in. Uh, that's what I think is going to be interesting because not only do you have new quarterbacks, but you also have new wide receivers. And, like, how is that going to work? <laughs> you know, how, how is that chemistry going to build? Everything's new there. So, you know, Ben Hicks can come in and he can develop something with Michael Woods, but what about the new guys? What if, and if he does develop with the new guys, then what does that mean for guys like, you know, Nick Starkle? Can he develop more of that side to it as well? So, you know, those are the things that I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how you go about it if you're Chad Morris in this offense, but also uh, how do you develop and evaluate who's going to be better in that position at quarterback. That's going to be good too. Uh, Colton says, other than Aguim and Harris, who will be key for the defense? You know, I honestly think it's going to be Bumper Pool. I'm a Bumper Pool fan. Not only does he have a great name, but I think the expectation's really high on him. So he's be one to watch, but I don't know, man. I really like Jalen Catalan. I, I really like him. And I've, I've had Richard Davenport on the show before, and I've talked to other people who are in the program who have spoken very highly of Jalen Catalan. And, I mean, they need as much help as they can get there in the back seven. Let's just be honest. I mean, they need anybody and everybody that can come help. So I think Jalen Catalan is going to be counted on a lot. And as a true freshman, that's never easy. But I think at the end of the day, they'll be better for it. So I, I like him. More improved O-line or D-line? Okay, so I am going to say this, and I'm going to get ripped for it, and I'm probably going to be called a homer or whatnot, but I'm just being honest about it. I believe that the offensive line will be better overall than last year. It's not saying much. It's not asking for much. But I feel like the offensive line is going to be better fit physically for what Chad Morris is trying to do than what they were last year. And I think that those three offensive linemen that they had last year uh, that ended up graduating with uh, Brian Wallace and Yelda Froholt and Johnny Gibson, they weren't built for this offense physically. And when you're not even physically ready, it doesn't matter how much skill set you have. It doesn't matter if you understand the offense. If you're not physically ready for the type of offense that they're trying to run, it's over. It's over. It's done. Nobody, you have no chance. So, I think that this year they're going to have an offensive line by and large that's better suited physically for what they're trying to accomplish. And in saying that, if they can just not only find ways to continue to improve throughout the season, stay healthy, which isn't key and important, they do those few things, then I think that they'll be just fine. But it's a matter of, okay, easier said than done. I know, and I and I get that, but we got to figure out First off, what we're looking at, and second off, what's going to be the next step for the offensive line. After two and ten last year, is this year at five and seven or four and eight? Does that mean Moore starts getting heat? Uh no. If Chad Morris goes five and seven this year, he's not getting heat, or at least he shouldn't. I guess it depends on what five, how you go five and seven. Are you going five and seven because you uh you beat your terrible non conference opponents and then you barely beat Ole Miss by like a point? 
and then the rest of the SEC games you got smoked. Maybe, maybe, but dude, you're you're three games better than what you were the previous season. May not make anybody just all gooey and fun inside. I don't know. That was a weird adjective to use. I don't care. But it's not going to make everybody happy. But it's still five and seven. It's still three games better. So I don't think he's going to get any heat. I think that he's going to uh, definitely be like, all right, you made the step. You went in the right direction. Now you got to make that big step in year three. Nick Starkle's going to be your QB as a senior. All the the running Rakeem Boyd's going to be a senior. You know, you're going to have all all these wide receivers one year better. You're going to have their defense that's one year. I mean, all this stuff is going to be better. So that's really where it's going to come into play as far as the pressure goes. So I don't think it gets heat. I just don't think anyone's like pumped up and happy uh, overall about it too. So, but uh, anyways, my dog's crying because I think he sees the UPS truck outside. Is that what you see? Yeah. Yeah, he sees it. He's deathly afraid of the UPS truck. So, anyways, folks, that's all the time I had. I just had a few minutes to hop on here and have some fun with y'all. And appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate everybody giving your comments and suggestions. Hopefully, we can do this more often because uh, it's a nice little setup. Of course, with my Arkansas flag in the background. And, uh, of course, how could you forget the great John Daly and part of it, too. So, anyways, that's all I got today. Be sure to listen to The Morning Rush, 6 to 9, every weekday morning. Hit that line.com. You can stream it live. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You can do it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever it is. Anywhere you can get podcasts, it's on there. So be sure to check it out there as well. Any questions, comments, concerns you may have, hit me up on Twitter as well. Rush John Neighbors is the name. And we will do this podcast again at the same time tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.